And the Mishnah on Daf Tes, switching gears altogether. So the Mishnah starts off, we're going to focus here on the halachas of Kibra Ve'em and halachas of mitzvahs of as a man and a woman or a son and a daughter. So what does this have to do with our, with our sugi at all? So first of all, obviously, one of the mitzvahs we're going to talk about that a father is responsible to do for a son is to marry him off. So that's sort of related to Masech Kedushin. Uh, we're also going to, as we've just been discussing in the previous Mishnah, is Chiluke Dinim, between different types of Kenyanim and things like that. So here we're going to get into Chiluke Dinim, related between an Ish and an Isha of that nature. Otherwise, this has very little to do directly uh, with our Masechta. But uh, as Mishnahis tend to do, they, they seem to, to wander off into related halachas that don't have a place somewhere else. Says the Mishnah. Oh, says the Mishnah. Kol mitzvahs haben al ha'ov. Any mitzvah which is from the ben al ha'ov. What exactly does that mean? The Gemara is going to discuss. Anoshim chayavim anoshim patur. So those are mitzvahs only on the men, not on the women. That's one set of halachas. We don't know what that means. We'll see right away. V'chol mitzvahs ha'ov al ben Whatever the first one means, the second one means the opposite, obviously. Echad anoshim, echad noshim chayavim. Then that applies to men and women. Okay. Halacha number two. V'chol mitzvah ha'seh shazman grama. Anything which is time-defined, Rashi says it nicely, shazman garim loy that it is man, that is garment to bring. For instance, we know like uh, things related to yantif, things of that nature, even things that are just during the day, etc. Also, so then, anoshim chayavim, noshim paturas. So then, only men are chayav, no types of mitzvahs asay, but women are potter. But, obviously, a mitzvah say that is not totally on Zman. And then men and women are going to be equal. However, the Chol Mitzvah's Loisa say, if it's a Loisa say, then Ben Shazman Grama, Ben Shaloyazman Grama, Echad Anoshim, Echad Hanoshim Chayev. Then whether men or women are, are, are talking about doesn't matter if we're dealing with a Loisa say. So the interesting ones become like something like Yontif or Shabbos, which have both Loisa says and Assays. So then the women would be only Chayev in the Loisa says, not necessarily Chayev in the Assays. Chutz, however, obviously some halachas, which are technically speaking, do not apply to women. Mi baltakif, baltashkes, right? They don't have payas on their heads, they don't have beards, so those halachas cannot apply to them. Baltatam and the mesim, all the halachas that relate to kayanim and not becoming tamit mesim, etc., obviously do not apply to the benois kayanim, they only apply to the benay kayanim, and we'll learn all these halachas out. Okay, so let's go through the Mishnah line by line. My call mitzvahs have ben alaov. When it says ben alaov, does that mean that the son is doing for the father, or does that mean that the father is doing for the son? Which which direction are we going? Elam a call mitzvahs to mechayev brolem mevid leaba. If we're talking about the mitzvahs, al haben to do for the father. So then nashim paturis are nashim pater and kibra veim are nashim pater from taking care of their parents. But Tanya. And we darshan says ish imay ve'aviv tiro ainly ela ish. So it says ish ish, and generally speaking, it says ish in a pasuk. It's tafka means a man, a male. Ish aminayin. Now, as the Shannon explained, yes, practically speaking, for most of her life while she's married, she's unable to mekayv kibrav aim the way she's supposed to, because she's mishabed to her husband. And if her husband says not to do something, she, she listens to the husband, not to the father. So there is some aspect of kibbutz of aim that definitely applies more to a man than to a woman, practically speaking. And, and maybe that's why the Pusik says, ish, but which we're saying is like a Lush and Rabbim, that's two, and therefore the man and a woman, even though it says ish, but a man and a woman are mechayev in all the halachas of kibbutz of aim, in this case, yira, etc. 
Um, so therefore, says the Gemara, it cannot be that when the Mishnah starts it's Mitzvah Haben Al Ha'av, it's a Mitzvah that the son does for the father, because then that would apply to the girls as well, the daughters. So I'm reviewing you right. You read the Mishnah the opposite. Okay, Kamar. Kol Mitzvah Haben Hamutelas Al Ha'av. When it says Ben Al Ha'av, it means that the Mitzvah is on the father. The mitzvahs that the father has to do to his son, so then Lasa is libanoi, anoshim chayov, anoshim peturis. Those are mitzvahs on the father, those are not mitzvahs on the mother. Okay, so we're focusing on the person who's bechuyiv to do the mitzvah for their children. Those mitzvahs, and we'll see which ones we're going to go through now, are mitzvahs on the fathers, not on the mothers. So this is very fairish. The way we learned our Mishnah is now really pshat we see in a brisa. The brisa says, Ho'av. Chayev binoy lemayle. A father was mechuyev to do a bris milah on his child. Ulif taise and to do pidgin aben with a lamdei tayr. Lamdei tayr to teach him tayr. Ulasiya isha to marry him off. Again, that's one of the kesher we have to our halacha. Tar brisachta. Ulamdei umnis. He also has to teach him how to make a parnasa. At least he used to. Vyeishemrim afla shita b'mayim. He also has to teach him to swim. That's also halacha. We'll go through each one of these. If you do aimer, going back on the previous one, kol she'enim alam. If you don't teach your son some sort of trade, you're teaching him to steal. The Gemara just takes a step back. What do you mean? You're actually teaching him to steal? If he doesn't have a trade, he doesn't have a parnosa, then by definition, you're forcing him to steal. So it's Gilu. How is Rabbi Yehuda arguing on the Tanakama? They seem to be saying the same halacha on that point. The Gemara will discuss. So the Mara now has established that the Pshat in our Mishnah is these are mitzvahs that it's on the, uh, incumbent on the father to do for his children, and these mitzvahs are on the father, not on the mother. So now we're going to, the Mishnah did not say a list, the Brysa brought the list, and now we're going to go through each one of these and say, how do we know that that's the case, that these are mitzvahs on the father, not mitzvahs on the mother. So Lomayla, Hebris Mila, so Minala. Right? Avram had to do a bris mila for his son. So therefore, you see, it's a mitzvah on the father to do for the son. Now, obviously, that was only historically speaking. We don't see, we don't learn out any mitzvahs from what Avram did to Yitzchak. The more we'll explain in a second. If for whatever reason the father did not do the bris on the son, the next chiyuv would be, if there's no father around, or the father didn't do it, till the son is bar mitzvah, now it would be a chiyuv on bezdin, to make sure that every child, every boy, has a bris milah. So lachem is going on the bezdin as a klal. That's step two. If for whatever reason bezdin did not take care of it until the son becomes bar mitzvah, he has to be mal himself. So we have three stages of the mitzvah. It starts off a mitzvah on the father, then it's a mitzvah on bezdin, and then it becomes a mitzvah on the person himself. How do you know the mother is not mechayv? So you tell me now there's a din dafka in the father. How do you know it's a din in the father, not the mother? That's by Avram Avinu. It says, Oisoi. Why do we dash in Oisoi? Oisoi veloi Oisoi. So the mitzvah of the father is dafka on the father, not on the mother. Is the mother mechayv als the din bezdin? That's an interesting question that the Rishonim discuss. But als the din father, that definitely the mother is not included in that mitzvah. So that was Ashkecha Miyad, the Darius Minal. So that was all by his man Avram Avinu. What does that have to do with us? Right? That's what Avram, Kashpoko told Avram, that's a din in you, not a din in Sarah, not a din in Agar. But what does that have to do with the Darius? Turn to Rabbi Shmuel. 
Every time it says the word tziva or tzav, first of all, it means you should do it fast, you should do it merits, and miyad, and you should do it immediately, and it also, also means that this mitzvah is a mitzvah as well. So when it says kasher tziva, tziva is a lashon of not just Avram Avinu, but the same structure of this mitzvah applies to the as well. Zeros, where do we see that the word tziva means you should do it pizrizus? The tziva yitzav yeshua vechaskeu vamtseu. He says tziva vechaskeu is yeshua, and he should have chizuk. Miyad uladeris. How do you know it has to be done immediately? And it should be done uladeris. The tziva ben ayoyemesh atziva Hashem ulahalo uladeris echem. So you see the word tziva again. You should do it now and for the future, and therefore from Avram Avinu also we learn out that there's a mitzvah on the father, and the, father, the mitzvah is dafka on the father, kashatziva oisoi, like we're going to learn in Rosh Hashanah, and therefore it's a mitzvah on the father, not on the mother. And that's, a, uh, that's the first halacha we learn from the b'risa, in reference to our Mishnah. Next. And no one said she's not allowed to. The question, no one says she's not allowed to. She is allowed to. Of course she's allowed to. And in fact... Uh, Taisus discusses whether it's a mitzvah seishas van grama or not. Why do you have to have a special isah? Isah. Taisus says it's not a mitzvah seishas van grama because from the eighth day on it's for the future. What about if you don't do it at night? So Taisus debates that point whether she's mechuyev else other reasons not. But you're allowed to. She's allowed to do the bris. Nothing saying that she cannot do the bris. In fact, Taisus discusses whether she's mechuyev. She can make a bracha on it or not. That's all debate. We'll get to, we'll get into those halachas of brachas as we go through in the sugyas. Okay. So if Taisus. What about the Allah of pigeon Aben? So we say that's also Allah on the father, not Allah on the mother. So Minalit. So first of all, how do you know it's a mitzvah on the father? So Tifta says, that you have to do pigeon Aben, the father to the son. If the father did not do the mitzvah, he has to be Mafarik himself. The Pasuk says, let's read the Pasuk inside. So we darshan that it says Podoi and it says Tifte. So we darshan that there's a double, so it's not just a mitzvah on the father, it's a mitzvah. Oh, sorry, the Pasuk is the next Pasuk. So it says Podoi Sifte. Podoi Sifte means not only is it a mitzvah on the father, but if the father doesn't do it, it's a mitzvah on the son as well. How do you know that it's not a mitzvah on the mother, Dafka on the father? Now, it says Tifte without the Yud. We darshan it as if it said it with the Yud, with a Chirik and a Yud. And therefore, there's a, 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 a like a Hekish between the Tzivuyim, meaning, Anybody who would have a mitzvah to be paid to themselves if they were a Bechar, they also have a mitzvah to be paid to other people, namely their children, when they are the parents of such a child. Anybody who does not have a mitzvah to be paid to themselves, therefore does not have a mitzvah to be paid to other people. But wait a second. How do we know that a girl has no din of pigeon abbas? How do we know that she's not mechuyif to be paid to herself? And once she's not mechuyif to be paid to herself, then she's not mechuyif to be paid to her son. So and now we dash in the pasuk the opposite way. We make the hekish the other way. And if there's a mitzvah for the father to be paid to her, then mitzvah of is atzma or atzma. Then there would be a mitzvah to be paid to herself. If there's no mitzvah of the father to be paid to her, ain't mitzvah then she does not have a mechiv to be paid to herself. So, it all starts from, is there a chiv on the father to be paid to his daughter? 
And the Mar says, How do you know there is no mitzvah on the father to be his own daughter? So therefore, there's no mitzvah for the father to be paid his daughter. Once there's no mitzvah for the father to be paid his daughter, there's no mitzvah for the daughter to be paid herself. Once there's no mitzvah for her to be paid herself, there's no mitzvah for her to be paid her son. Okay, so those are the three stages of the drush. Let's talk about Pidgin and Ben a little bit. Who lifts ubenoyliftais? So if a, if a person has a situation where Baruch Hashem gives birth to a, a firstborn son, and he has the, the, the Rav comes and tells him, oh, you know, there's a mitzvah called Pidgin Ben. He says, really? Didn't know that. And I have, I was a Bukhar as well. I never had my own Pidgin Ben. My father was never paid to me. So he has both mitzvahs now in front of him to be paid to himself and to be paid to his son. Which is the mitzvah that he should do first? Or if he can only do one, which should he do? It says the Gemara Tanakama says, "Who could him live night?" Right? It's a mitzvah to gufayad. If you have to do the mitzvah, it's on yourself first. Biudam or no? Benoy kaid night. You have to do the mitzvah on your son first. Why? He says, because the truth is, that in terms of the chi of the mitzvah, the mitzvah on you came from the chi from the father, which started whatever 30, 40 years ago, and therefore the mitzvah of the question is, which is the ikur mitzvah here or not? So Tanakama says, mitzvah de gufayad. Yudha says, no, your mitzvah is to be part of your son. The fact that you have to be part of yourself is just a leftovers from your father's mitzvah. But your mitzvah would come first. So do we have the mitzvah of the son and mitzvah thing? This is the machlaikas over here. I'm sorry? Well, uh, it doesn't say here in the Gemara that case, but assuming the Bismillah, it's, it's, it's less relevant because the Bezdin is going to get involved earlier, Mastam, but it could be, could be, could be a Semachlekes. Amar Vyemriya, Hakol Moedin, Kolecha Dalek everybody agrees that this Machlekes is not like what you think. Everybody agrees if you only have five, five cellar left, right? That's the last five cellar you have available to do mitzvahs. And that's what you have, so who cut it of night? Then, of course, you have to be part of yourself. Because mitzvah the gufei adif, and therefore, there's no question you would spend that five sela on yourself, not on the son. My time mitzvah the gufei adif, that's no question. What is the machlekes? The machlekes is a technical machlekes. What happens if obviously the father is older than the son? Right? So let's say the father is 25, and the son. so between when the father was born, let's say in the last few years before the son was born, the father sold <laughs> off mishubadim. He sold off fields to somebody else. Now, he already has a chiv to give five sela to the kayit. So, theoretically, to be paid to himself, he could collect from those fields he sold to somebody else. Because there's a shibut on him already to give that money to the kayit. Whereas the five sela that he owes for the son, that was already born after the fields were sold, and there's no shibut on there. So the question is, is there actually a shibut karkoyis for pidgin abed? The fact that you owe the coin money, that's no different as if you owe the coin money from a milva bishtar, and behani chamesh parik lebre, with the five that you have cash, you should be part of your son, and then the coin could go ahead and be paid and get that five shekel that's owed to him from the fields that you sold off, because you have the ability to collect that five from Meshubadim. You owe the money, but it's not a ksuv b'shtar. That's like a milval pet. And therefore, you, the coin cannot go collect from the fields that were sold. And therefore, and therefore, you really only have five available, and those five should be used to be for your own mitzvah, not for the son's mitzvah, because mitzvah the gufay adif. So the machlaikis over here is not a question of mitzvah the gufay adif or mitzvah the benoy adif. That's not the machlaikis at all. Everybody else mitzvah the gufay adif. It's a technical issue 
are, can you go ahead and collect from Meshubadim? Assuming there are Meshubadim, Yudu says you could, and therefore take advantage of that to get the other five shekel. And the Rabbanan say you cannot, and therefore you only have five, and use it on yourself. And which coin would be able to go to the field and take it away? That doesn't matter. Anyone? You have a mitzvah to take care. You can go on his behalf. Yes and no. Yes, whatever. We don't have to get into that chatter. But the answer is yes. You can go get the money and give it to the coin because you owe the money to the coin. Right? The coin is a shiva, but it's your mitzvah to do it. So I would assume you could go and get it and give it to any coin you want. It's called having a call. That's the question. But that, that's the question over here. When you have a milva ksuva is that something that people are aware of? And therefore, you, you, we, we, we don't have to worry about protecting the lakuchos. People would find that when they do a title search and know that this person has an outstanding chayv of pidgin aben or any other chayv in the tire. Tanabarim. Lift says, Okay, what if a person has money available? And the question is, should he spend that money for aliyah l'regel, coming up to Yantif, uh, to buy uh, train tickets to go to Yerushalayim? Or should he spend that money for pidgin aben? Okay. So says the Gemara, Why is these two things? You'll see Gemara is going to bring a Pasuk, and that's why this one's an interesting one. So the first one says, you do pitch it up in, and then you do Ali Regal. You do Aimer, Ali Regal, Vachach, Pardes, Pardes. Yudah says, no. First you do Ali Regal, you do Pidgin Aben later. Why? Shazum Mitzvah Veres, Shazum Mitzvah Shene Veres. Ali Regal, you got to do now. <laughs> you have to do Friyantiv. Pidgin Aben, yes, it's a Mitzvah every second, but you could always do it later. And if you could always do it later, then you could just push it off. Okay, so that's what we use this shot that you could push it off because one's a mitzvah everes and one's a mitzvah she'en everes. Bishlam Yehuda could go more time. Yehuda explains his pshat. The Rabbanon might tell me what's like a pshat in the Rabbanon. Why they say that you should do pigeon aben first? He says because that's a pasuk. Damar kra kol b'chor banecha tifte, and then the next part says then v'la'ir panayreko. So therefore, you see the Pesach is sort of hinting to us that you should do Pidgin Aben before Le'er Panayrekim, which is obviously referring to Aliyah Le'erego. So in this particular case, we have some sort of Xeris HaKosov that when it comes to these two mitzvahs, Pidgin Aben should be done first, even though Aliyah Le'erego is a mitzvah Everis. Okay, so a man has five boys from five women, he's married, to, doesn't have to be five at the same time, it could be in sequence, but he can be divorced, married, whatever it is, and he has five sons. For the women, it is their firstborn son. But for him, obviously, only the first one is his firstborn son. So do we focus on the man, or do we focus on the father, or do we focus on the mother in terms of Pidgin Abed? So how do you know if that's the case, Shechayv Leftai Skulon, Shkitam Ulaimah, the Pasuk says, Kol Bechar Banecha Tifteh. So it says, Kol Bechar Banecha. All of them have a din of Pidgin Abed. Of course, Peterechem Talachmana. The Pasuk says Peterechem. Rechem means the woman, right? Rechem is the, the part of the body of the woman. And therefore, clearly, the Pasuk is always explaining to us that there's a din Peterechem, that it has to be the firstborn of the mother. And therefore, so theoretically, a father is an interesting point. In other words, the mitzvah is on the father, but it's totally on the Peter of the mother. Okay. So, Maud is saying, We know by Nachla it doesn't work that way. By Nachla, it's not the firstborn of the mother that gets pishtayim, it's rachis oine. It's the firstborn of the father that gets pishtayim. Malalan rachis oine, afkan rachis oine. So you might think that here also, that pidgin aben is a din rachis oine. Kamash not, that it's all tolia paterechem. Now, we're trying to discuss, so what's the havmin? So they say two pshatim. Either havmin is you need both, right? One or the other would make. Or there could be a havamina that in terms of the father's halacha of pidgin aben, it's rachis oine. But in terms of the son's of halacha to be paid himself, maybe that would be Peterechem. 
and he, each son would be have a chiv to be himself, even though the father only has a chiv on the first one. Either way, what you want to have, I mean, a kamashma, we come out that it's not the halacha. Kamashma, the halacha is only totally on petarechem, nothing at all to do with Reish Yisarni. Reish Yisarni is only a halacha in Nachl. Moving on to the next halacha that we said, a father is mechuyiv to for his son is lulam de Torah. So we said only a father is mechuyiv to teach his son Torah, a mother is not. Minola. So therefore you have a halacha to teach your son's Torah. Clear. Again, here also, like we said by Mila, like we said by Vijayana Ben, if the father, for whatever reason, did not teach the son Torah, of course the son has to learn on his own. means you have to learn on yourself. So how do we see from there anything about the mother not being included? Similar drasha as we had, before, it says, if it said it with a yud, and we dashed, only people are mechuyiv to learn on their own, are mechuyiv to teach others, their children. Anybody who is not mechuyiv to learn on their own, is not mechuyiv to teach their children. That's assuming now, that a mother, a woman, is not mechuyiv to learn on her own. How do we know that she's not mechuyiv to learn on her own? Now we make the drasha back the other way. If the father is mechuyiv to teach this person, then this person is mechuyiv to teach themselves. So again, same structure of the of the drasha, and therefore So it all starts from this nakuda. How do we know the father is not mechuyiv? to teach his daughter and say he's not allowed to but he's not mechuyiv to and we assume that means so the father is not mechuyiv to teach the daughter which means that the daughter is now not mechuyiv to learn on her own once she's not mechuyiv to learn on her own she's not mechuyiv to teach her son either okay so similar to the shah that we had before what if it, you only can only pay only one of you can learn in Kailo right? so only the father can learn in Kailo the son can learn in Kailo who's Mechayiv to learn in Kailo so who Kailo so you can say Mitzvah the Gufay Adif money I'm spending on me not on the son you die right now in Benoi Zoris, umumlach, not clear exactly what that word is, umumula, maybe, if the son is a bigger tabachacham and has more potential than the father, so even though everybody agrees, as we said before, that it's mitzvah de gufe yadif, but if the mitzvah that the son will be able to make is better, because the son can learn, is, is more kishrin to learn, then you should talk and spend the money on the son. I have a story. Yadar of Yaakov, Breder of Acha Bar Yaakov. So there was a person, Yaakov, who was the son of Acha, the son of Yaakov. Shadji Avula Kameda Baya. So Acha sent his son of Yaakov to learn by Abaya. He was getting back the uh, the you know the test grades, and he said, uh, "It doesn't look like you're doing too good over there." I'm like, "Not different He says, "I can learn more than you." So I'm going to go learn. If Yaakov said, if Acha said to his son Yaakov, "You come home, you work the fields. I'm going to go learn." Mashma that if it was taka that the son was better, the son would. The well and learn, and the father would stay home. So you see that if the son is Balkisharan, in this case it's the opposite, he wasn't. But if he was a Balkishan, then the son would learn. Well, Derek Hagav the says about this story. Shama Abayatakasi. So Abayat heard that, you know, all of a sudden in Shir Aleph, they take out of Yaakov and they put in the, the father of Racha Yaakov, who's the tremendous Tamukhachim. So Abayat says, hmm. So Habayahum Mazik Beira Bonanda Abayat. There was this uh, shade 
right? The shade that was living over there that used to drive them crazy. To have an aisle betrayed, even when there was normally we say in the Gemara Brachas, but if two people around, shade them don't come around. This shade was so powerful for whatever reason. Even if there was two people, I feel be a mama havimiski. It would damage and, and cause uh, and cause issues with people. So they had to get rid of this shade. And I, apparently, even Abaya himself was able, unable to get rid of it. So Amalhu, but he knew this. Ravachim Yaakov was, uh, I guess, I'm a kubel of sorts. And he said to her, he said like this: I need to get Ravachim Yaakov to sleep overnight in the base Reddish, and he'll get rid of this guy. So he said, what does he do? Amalhu leisev leinchi uspiza. So normally people would come learn in the base Reddish, and they would rent out a house to sleep overnight. So he banned everybody from renting a house to Ravachim Yaakov. No one's allowed to rent him a house. He's going to have no choice. He's going to have to sleep in the base Reddish. Efshet demisachesh nisa. So maybe it'll be a nice when he sleeps in the base Reddish. Oil he came. And he ended up sleeping over in the in the basementish. and the, the shade appeared to him. Kitanina the like a like a snake or whatever it is with seven heads. Kol kari dekara. Every time he bowed down, sounds like for davening. one of the heads fell off, and he killed. Got rid of this of this mazik. Amalahu, Sir Vachabayakov realized what had happened here. And he said, The Machar, he said to them the next day, What are you doing to me? If it wasn't for this nace that happened, I would have been in big trouble. And Abai was like, Don't worry, I got this. I knew you were going to take care of it. Back to our sugar. Lil Maitar Velisa Isha. Oh, the big Shiloh, right? So when should you get married? Should you be married first? Now, the Gemara is not at this stage discussing age. Right, the Gemara is assuming, as we'll see right away, you can get married and learn Torah from, from Kita, you know, from Shir Aleph and Base Reddish. Once you're 13, 14 years old, you have this choice to get married or not. So, Yilmai Torah, Vachas Yishisha. Tanakama says, first learn Torah, then get married. If you see Mitami Hurim and Taiva that you need to get married, so you see Vachas Yishisha, then in Hanami you could do it the other way. I'm going to read the Halacha, Noisi I'm telling you, Halacha Lamaisa, better off first get married, and then you'll be able to learn Torah, but Nachas better. What do you mean? You have a mortgage, you have the electric bill, you have all these things to deal with. How are you going to learn Torah? Better off learn Torah when you're a Bachar, you don't have to deal with it. So, more like Pligi. Depends on the situation. Halahan, Valu. Rashi says, Rashi tells the opposite pshat over here. Rashi says the pshat is depending if you're living in Bavel or if you're living in Eretz Yisrael. The Makam Torah was in Eretz Yisrael. Okay? So if Rashi says, if you're living in Bavel, okay, so you have a problem over here. You're not sure. You have typhus. Should you get married? Not get married? What's the issue? The only issue not to get married is because you're going to have to be busy with the bills and busy with the house. Well, since once you get married in Bavel, you're going to go learn in the yeshivas in Panovich in Eretz Yisrael for three years. And your wife's going to be home taking care of the bills. You're not even going to know there is a bill to take care of. Then Gavaldik is better off to get married. It's uh, now Tais says practically speaking, you're not going to be with the wife, so you're not really going to take care of the tibis. But as we all normally say, paspasaloi, right? You know that the kilo you married already, and therefore you can go learn for three, four years in Eretz Yisrael. You have no issue whatsoever. Whereas if you're in Eretz Yisrael, and every time you go to the base marriage, your wife is texting you, come home, I need you to t- pick up the kids from carpool. Then you might as well be a bocher and learn Torah. Tais says the opposite pshat, but this is why Rashi learns the suit. Told was an Adam I'm like, Oh, Adam Gadol's coming to town? When he comes, I want to visit him. I want to meet him. He saw he wasn't wearing what we would call a strimal. Okay, he wasn't wearing the hat that married people wear. So I'm like, my Where's your strimal? I'm not married yet. You only wear, you only wear a strimal when you're married. So I joined the opposite. He said, You're not married? Get out. Turned away from him. 
So I'm like, Chazid like Chaz Lapa and Rosef. I see that he holds that you're supposed to get married first, and if, and if not, then you're Shukua Bavera. Ravuno Tamei Damer Ben Esim Shalom Lenosi Isha Kolyam of Bavera. You're being Raven Avera. Some are Bavera Sukkulei. It's Mamish Avera. Says Ella Kolyam of Behir Avera. Yes, because that person has a Tivus and he's not being married, and it's, it's an issue. Till 20, less than 13, not, but till 20, is ready. bones get swollen, it's, it's mamasha, a kitrug on a person. My son told me in Yeshiva, they have a, a minig here in Israel that when you have the 20th birthday, they stay up all night and learn. And it's called a tipach based on this Gemara, that the idea is that you're showing that, no, I'm staying, I'm learning not because, uh, I'm still learning because I want to learn all night, and if there's a minute in the yeshivas there, so, on their 20th birthday, to stay up all night, that which I was able to grow in Torah more than my friends, the Nesiva B'Shitzah, because I got married when I was 16, and therefore I didn't have any Taivas anymore. I took me a while, he was an Elter Bacher already, he was 16. If I would have gotten married when I was 14, because you don't have Taivas till you're like 14, 13, 14 years old. So if I would have gotten married before then, I could have told the Sutton, get lost, I never would have had Taivas. So those two years, I still had a little bit of Taivas. Fine. When you still have control over your son, from 16 to 22, either that's when you should marry him off, between 16 and 22, when you can, uh, or, Rashi says, that when you're giving Musr to your son, you cannot give your son Musr before he's 16, he's just too young to understand what's going on. And once he's older than 22, halavai, right, he's older than 22, then he's not going to listen to you anymore. So therefore, 16 to 22 in the Gemara's times was, the optimal years to give Musr. From 18 to 24. Okay, times have changed a bit. Rashi says this is not what we always say. We always say that whatever way the child wants to go, that's how you should do Rashi says it's not the Peshat. When he's young, so therefore he'll go in the derech that you want him to go in. And what age is that? Between 16 and 22, those are the optimal years. From 1824, those are the optimal years. Obviously, nowadays, I think the age has dropped a little bit in terms of the optimal years when a person can be a shpia on his son. Have a good day.